And we're going, we don't need roads. with two drunk guys. Today, actually, we I should have said off topic with two with three drunk guys. Yeah, there's three of us. <laughs> because uh, today we've got Jason McDonald with us. Hello, everyone. As always, and uh, joining us, special occasion, First time our in movie studio. analyst, Shane, Shane A. Bassett. Bassett. You like me. You really, really <laughs> like me. <laughs> you love me. Yeah. You really, really love Hi, me. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So, uh, it's, been a mate, while, it's been a while in the making to get uh, Shane in studio, but very, yeah. very excited. Yeah, yeah, lucky to have him in. Uh, if you've listened to some past episodes, obviously, he joined us for Stephen King's It, and uh, we had a little bit of Atomic Blonde Atomic, in there yeah, as well. Blonde, yeah, yeah, a couple of the little things. Any, yeah, Still one of the favorite movies of the year. Far as I'm concerned, Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Really yeah. enjoyed it. We will see when we do the best of yes. 2017 <laughs> how exactly. it ranks. So, what did you get up to this week? Well, Wait. Hello. Well, <laughs> we got an email. Oh, no way. We got an email. <laughs> One email. Okay, can I read it? We've made it. We've really made it. <laughs> we did. I know. Seriously. Um, look, we always get emails to do with our. Um, uh, two drunk guys uh, and a bucket. Oh yeah, the last, yeah, yeah. yeah, the last segment. Yeah, the last segment. So we, we, you know, we get a. It gets that. a bit loose. Yeah, generally, right? Yeah. But we never really get things that are sort of like fan mail, and you can tell me if you consider this to be fan mail or not. Okay. All right. So uh, opinions vary. Let's go. Yeah, what do we got? So uh, Edward, Edward Faraz has written in from. Anyway? Uh, yeah, I didn't want to pronounce it because I'm going to get it wrong, but Gulagambone. Oh, yeah, Gulagambone. Do you know what I'm doing? Gulagambone. Gulagambone. Yeah, that's it. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. I forgot forgot my Aussie accent. Eddie. What was his name? Andrew? Edward. Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, That's it. We're going to go with Eddie on this one. Long time listener. G'day. As an avid listener to your podcasts, I would like to point out a few critical errors made on one of your podcasts. Please, proper research is required before going to air. Oh, can I tell you, this is not a fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I was involved in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean, this is mostly directed at your partner, oh, Jason. <laughs> but his, you can see why I wanted to read this one, right? But his comment... Uh, stood uncorrected by you, and therefore you were both buffoons. <laughs> Survivor was not the first reality show. Oh, right. This is his angle. Yeah. Let's just cancel his IP address and not fucking send the signal yeah, to him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he basically goes on to say, here are a few examples of reality television, um, and I'm just going to give you the first one. In 1991, there was a Dutch show titled Numa 28. Oh, sorry. I was talking the Western world, Eddie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Dutch. This is TV, not movies, so it's out of my hands. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shane's walked away from the vehicle. I know that you know the Iron Curtain was lifted before 1991, but you know, really, oh, in the movie world, you know, TV world. All right. Um, I respect his but opinion. I'm going to move on, and I will give you a second chance, and continue listening to your podcast. <laughs> Here, yeah, thanks. Yes. <laughs> Here is some trivia. For you, in 100 years from now, you will still find this question and answer in the Guinness Book of Records. Now, folks out there, I've got to say that I'm doing my best with this email. Um, he, Edward, Eddie, he's a little bit um, erratic. I feel he's joined us with a few beers uh, and probably waited till after the show to write this. Well, hang on. Also, we're off cuff, right? He's got the Guinness Book of Records sitting right next to him. He said, and all the time did, in the world. Who On did the bedside the, table. <laughs> who did the longest review of the remake 2017 Flatliners? <laughs> yes, it was off topic with two drunk guys. Oh, no way. <laughs> but of course, the majority of moviegoers will never know there ever was a remake of Flatliners. <laughs> I could go on, but maybe you uh, will learn as you go, and maybe you should both tune in to Flock, Fox Classics with Bill Collins. I think he's, he's, he's having a, a go. Yeah, he's having a He's lend. my hero, Bill. Oh, yeah. no, Bill's beautiful, mate. Yeah. No, yeah. I used to get called Bill Collins as a teenager, but he's really? having a go, yeah. He's having a go. Eddie's having a go. I used to sneak out to watch Bill Collins. These guys from fucking Galagan. Oh, mate. Say it again. Now, now that's what I call a relic of a movie reviewer. Nothing he doesn't know, and he appreciates all the movies, including Emma, Pride and Prejudice, Elizabeth, and uh, Elizabeth oh, and Abdullah. Enough said. <laughs> he doesn't uh, appro- uh, appreciate Elizabeth and Abdullah because he's dead. Um, is he dead? <laughs> Bill Collins is alive and well. Is he actually alive and well? He's still on. Golden News of Hollywood, Saturday Nights, Fox Classics, Foxtel. He will never die. He is. That, uh, I'm actually. I'm excited now. I had no idea he's alive, and I would love to relive he, that. He pre-tapes his uh, introductions, but he does two every Saturday night. He has three movies, but he introduces two out of the three every Saturday night. Bill Collins, I apologise to you if you ever listen to this podcast because I am actually a fan from the back in the days, as we all are, I'm sure here. Yes. Oh my god! Like wow. Okay, I'm going to have to go jump onto that Fox bandwagon. <laughs> I think on the Fox Classic website, you might even find his introductions in little webisodes, so check it out. Okay. Anywho. The, the reason I started listening to the podcast is uh, Frank, his best mate from uh, Dubbo, his best cobber from Dubbo, as he's uh, recommended it, and I hear you running him down on one of your episodes. <laughs> we did a couple of times early on with Frank. Um, Frank did sort of message in a couple of times on our uh, social media. Yeah. So that's why we haven't had an email from him. But, you know, yeah, he likes to have a little bit of a joke about Yeah, but, you us. know, Frank keeps to himself a bit, and so we like that. This guy, on the <laughs> other hand. He's a great guy. You should respect, and was even around uh, before VHS and video rental. And he remembers hiding in the boot of a car to get into the drive-in for free. Wow, I like that. Oh, so never, have you I ever done had, that? No, I never had to do that. My parents irresponsibly left me in the back seat of the car as a little kid and took me into adult movies. <laughs> so I don't know if right. they paid for me. Uh, adult movies as in inappropriate... We, yeah, um, yeah, no, you said it earlier on. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, uh, I never had to hide in, in a boot, no. I've hidden in a, in a film, uh, in, a, in a car before. We drove into uh, with the Datsun. We had about 12 people in, in there and... I think I was a driver, actually, yeah, to watch uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Just quickly, there was a drive-in near me when I lived in Victoria for a little while, and I didn't have a car down there, but the drive-in was walking distance. I used to walk with a little um, 
beach chair under my <laughs> yeah, arm. Classic. And I paid the first time I went in and I went like maybe two or three nights later and it was a different guy. And he said, uh, you again, I heard about you without your car. And he just, uh. they just let me in for free. So I sat down in, a, in the middle of other cars <laughs> with the speakers in front of me on, on a deck chair. Why not? Like, that's brilliant. Nice. I love that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you didn't have to pay for a car load. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I was well, happy to pay, but they ended up just letting me in for free. Well, that's amazing. That's actually amazing. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Because I used to live around the corner from Bass Hill. Um, I think, the I think that one's yeah. still there. No, it's gone now. It's oh, all uh, housing oh. complex. Blacktown's, oh, Blacktown's uh, still, still there. there. Yeah. Okay, here one more. Yeah, so so Bass Hill, uh, and we used to pull up on the corner, and about ten of us would jump out, jump over the fence, and then the fence inside, which is the, this is their error, the fence inside was lined with trees, so therefore we could jump the fence, wait inside the trees, and the car would go and pay for like one person. Oh, okay. And He'd drive up yeah. and just pull over quickly because it was pretty busy in those days. And it, they'd open the car and 10 of us would pile back in again. It happened, <laughs> it happened all the time. Wouldn't that be sus? Well, I mean, I, I'd see movies by myself, but, you know, generally people don't go by themselves to the drive-in or the cinema. So if Every it happened Thursday a night. lot, I was going to say, <laughs> the guy selling the tickets would have to pick up on it. Yeah, you imagine. <laughs> but, you know, I think they're probably afraid of a carload of 10 guys. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, Eddie, uh, thanks for your feedback, mate. Much yeah. appreciated. Can I finish him off? It's quite funny. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's the last bit. Yeah, look, anyways, that's it's all I have for piece. now. And this time, only... Yeah, it's a really long piece. Only I won't tell Frank you put shit on him. Uh, because he's not the sharpest knife. Although I guess he won't probably pick it up even if he listens. Eddie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Eddie. Uh, he also gave us a joke. I'm not going to go into it because it's not funny. No. Sorry, anyway, I appreciate the email. Yeah, well done. That's good. If you guys want to email us, uh, the um, it's two drunk guys off topic at gmail.com. Go back to your piss old little town. What? <laughs> Make sure you email through. Eddie, email us anytime, mate. Very happy for that. So what did you get up to this week? Oh, oh my gosh. Hang on. There's another thing I need to say. <laughs> I'm going to do some um, uh, some uh, pointless plugging. Plugging? Yes. So um, all of our listeners out there, which, you know, all, all two of them, which is Frank and Eddie. Yeah, Frank and um, Eddie. We need you to go onto iTunes and we need you to uh, rate and review uh, our uh, podcast. Because, oh, yeah, uh, Sean, you were telling me the yeah. other day that mm. there's uh, – um, iTunes has a uh, new and noteworthy that happened within the first, is it six to eight weeks, I think? Yeah, something about that. Yeah, yeah and if you get enough you know, reviews and or star ratings and commentary, you might actually appear in the uh, new and noteworthy. And So I'm reaching out to all of our listeners out there, which is you know a few of you and some of our friends, of course. Yeah, definitely, yeah. If you've got the chance or time, just hop onto uh, iTunes and just drag the stars across, write a little review. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, we don't mind. you can even just give a five-star Put a couple of full stops because you want to write anything and then yeah. it goes through. Or just say we're <laughs> pathetic, whatever you want to do. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a good call. Yes. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to correct from last week was uh, I was banging on about um, Emily Watson and it's actually Emma Watson. And you're talking about it like you're going to marry her and you can't even get a name right I mate. know, I know. Well, it was pretty late in the night. so <laughs> Lucky I, I wasn't here for that. I, I would have corrected right? you. I know. <laughs> well, I... I love Emma, but anyway. I like watching him fail. <laughs> so if Emma, if you're listening, ha, 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 um, sorry. And, and Emily, because Emily's a great actress as well, Emily sure. Watson. Yeah. yeah. So what did I get up to? Uh, I've, um, I've had a very busy week, actually. Um, I went to the Sony Foundation um, charity event for youth cancer. 
Now, we had a, a good chat about this. Yes. And, uh, you know, I just want to run the numbers. If you remember, we'll talk about oh, yeah, this. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Because you were like, oh, we're going to charity. I'm doing it for the kids. And, you know, joking. Always joke, doing it for the kids. Oh, I wasn't joking. And then I, I, I had a quick go and you went, no, no, like there's money involved or something like that. It was like a $100 ticket. No, no, it's, well, it's voluntary, but I like to buy a $100 raffle ticket just to donate. Yeah. so it's amazing, right? Like, yeah. and that is very generous of you. Hundred dollars is don't have great. to. You don't yeah, exactly. You don't have to. So it's really nice of you to spend hundred dollars, and I'm not taking that away from you. Well, it sounds like you are. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, it's kind of a free bar in a way, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, look, knowing that we have a podcast with <laughs> off topic with two drunk guys, do uh, you drink <laughs> your hundred dollars worth? <laughs> From the Sony Foundation. So do the kids really get any benefit from you? If you don't drink the whole hundred, how much do you drink and how much do the kids get? So the, the all the alcohol is sponsored by alcohol companies who donate boxes and boxes and boxes of beer or, or wine. So it's not taking away from the kids. How much I drink is not taking away anything from the kids, all right? <laughs> now the answer to your question though, yeah, it was probably well over a hundred bucks worth. <laughs> Okay, good. But no, the, the main thing is that the kids are getting that hundred, and, uh, and we're yeah, sorted. And we get the we get the beer and wine. Okay, all right. I'm happy with that. Good. Yeah. The, you know, the more happy we are, the more we donate. Yeah, I think, good. right? You know. Yeah. The other thing that happened for me, um, other than getting into movies and TV, is obviously I got an invite to um, to Justice League. I actually got a uh, I got to uh, watch it. Which yeah, you did, and um, you told me about it the night before. That was great. Thanks. Yeah. So what I didn't tell you though. Mm. Is um, everyone else knows? Are you going to tell me that they were there to watch it with you? No, no, no. But actually, because if you didn't get their like photo, get them to call me, I'm going to be pretty upset about that. I don't, I'm not sure if this is legal or not, but I actually recorded the conversation without your permission. What? <laughs> the phone call. I, I was <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> no. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. No, I did. <laughs> so I've been I've been hanging all week to play this, right? So I don't play the conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't play the conversation to you right now. And then you, we'll come back to your thoughts. To answer your questions, it's not legal. It's not legal. Yeah, but it's you, so I, I don't care. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. This will be good. All right. So, uh, hey, play the tape. Roll the tape. Let's do whatever we do. Hey, guys. It's uh, Jace here from Off Topic. And I just got an uh, email through um, today from work saying that I've got a screening of Justice League tomorrow morning, which is pretty huge. It's a couple of weeks before it comes out. So I'm very fortunate. But I thought I'd just mess with uh, Sean a little bit and give him a call and just kind of bait him and... And, well, who knows what will happen, but uh, I thought it could be fun. So, yeah, let's give this a go. I'll just call him. I'll call him right now. Hey, mate. <laughs> How you doing? How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. What's up? You, can you talk? You, you yeah, do you want to say hi to the boys quickly? Say hi to Uncle Jay. Hello, boys. No. Why not? No. Oh, mate, yeah, you've heard it. You've heard it here first. Are they, are <laughs> they hitting the wall, are they? Yeah, mate, they're, they're at the end of their day. About to go to bed. Cool. I won't keep you, bro. I just wanted to um, just want to let you know I've been, I received an email from work today. And yep. um, Roadshow have kindly uh, invited me to, you'll never guess. 
What's coming up for Roadshow in the next week? Uh, I'll put you out of your misery, mate. Jigsaw? It comes out tomorrow. Jigsaw. No, no, it's uh, Justice League, bro, two weeks before it comes out theatrically. Tomorrow morning. Right. Yeah, yeah, nice, huh? That's awesome. That's awesome. And obviously the the best thing about that is you can get me in. Like, it's um, it's Will, right? He'll he'll be able to bend that. He'll be able to work that. Is it it at their private theatre? No, it's not actually. It's uh, it's at Event Cinemas. It's, at, it's in the city, I should say. <laughs> and, right, right. And um, yeah, well, it's kind of an exhibitor screening, so they're really tight on security, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, those sort of things, they've got, you know, what, 50 blank seats just sort of sitting there. I'm sure you can um, write to someone and get me in. Uh, well, it's probably going to be about 12 of us in a 300-seat cinema, but anyway, you don't need to hear that. Are you actually saying that you called me to tell me that you've got Justice League and I'm not going? No, no. I just called you to say I've got Justice League tomorrow, so maybe we can talk about it on our uh, podcast next episode. Yeah, but are you going to be able to talk about it? Like, if it's going to be this far out, you're going to have to do those bloody MDA things. That's a a drug, isn't it? You're going to do one of those. I won't be taking MDA, but no, I might have to sign an NDA and... Um, well, I don't know yet. I really don't know, mate. But I mean, I know for I know for a fact, I'm very, very lucky to be attending this screening. So it's what it's before yeah, the yeah, premiere. I mean, you don't and... need to tell me that. Of course you are. I just, I just, all I want is a ticket. Like if we could get ahead of the game with this, that'd be such a coup. Like it's amazing. Yeah, but you know, we got to cloak our phones and we got to get security at the. Uh, that, you know, they literally will be scanning my body before I enter. Mate, I will quit my job to make this thing tomorrow. Well, it's actually in the morning, mate. It's not at night. That's what I'm saying. I'll quit my job. Yeah, I'll do whatever needs to happen, like, to get there. You'd be willing to quit your job to watch yeah. Justice League two weeks before anyone else? <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be going back on my hands and knees to ask my job back the next day, but... <laughs> It could be all time. Yeah, it could be all time. Well, you'll just have to, you might have to just experience it through me, mate, as you do so many. So, I mean, yeah, but look, that's not pointless almost because since we've been doing the podcast, like, I can't experience things for you because we want to do things, you know, as live almost. I just want to check that the kids are okay because you've been, it feels like you've taken your attention off them a little bit. Mate, my wife's home and oh, okay. uh, she's she's looking after him. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> they're, just, they're just watching me. Yeah, look. How, how, how red is Daddy's face? <laughs> really red. Yeah, it's really red. Exactly. Look, I'll tell oh you. Oh my god, I, I, I can't. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm. How about how about this? Like, how about um? How about I just make a call and and see what I can do, eh? Yeah, I mean, that's not really a promise. Like, will you try your hardest? That's that's my concern. Sure. I think I because you, I man, I know you. I know you. You're so good at getting me into things, right? But but 
I just can I can feel that you're just going to try and hold this one over me. Oh, you think this it. is a, ta- a tactic to try and have something over you? Yeah, because obviously, like you know, it's during a day. I can't, I'm not going to quit my job, of course. I can't. <laughs> I can't get there. I, I would go. I would go. Like if you said that you you had this, then I would somehow work it. I would. I would do it. But I'm not going to quit my job. <laughs> but I would. I would definitely move heaven and earth to make sure I was there. So I just know that you knowing that. <laughs> You knowing that, that I really want to go, you just, you just, ah, oh, oh, it's hurting. I'm getting a headache. <laughs> yeah, anyway, mate, I'll, look, just be on standby at about 8 a.m. tomorrow morning just in case that, that call or contact comes through for me. Yeah, okay. I'll be, I'll be ready. I'll be, I'll be sitting there in my absolute, like, Superman outfit. Okay, I was going to say, make sure you wear a cape, but you're on to that already, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say, mate. You know I look after you all the time, but I just, I know what I can get you into and what I can't get you into. And this is something that I'm very lucky to be going to myself. So I I don't want to ruin that by trying to get a plus one and then they'll never invite me again this far out, you know? Okay, well, look, look, do do your best, man. Honestly, please do your best. I know you will. I know you do your best, of course. But at the very least, uh, find out if you have to sign anything. And if not, or even if you do, you just think we can do like at least a, a five-word review, <laughs> all, something all right. like that. You know what I mean? Like this is too special not to give something out there. Yeah. Oh, all right, God. mate. I'll do my best. You know I will. <laughs> and, and, well, and and also make sure you tell me everything. <laughs> like, I don't care. Forget the podcast. Off make the sure record. You tell me everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like. I know that we have a rule that we don't speak about these things before the podcast, but yeah. forget that rule for this one. I, I want to know everything. <laughs> All right, mate. I'll, I'll do my best. And um, worst case scenario, I'll be watching it tomorrow morning. All right. So <laughs> what, what time uh, will you be getting out so I can call you at zero one past? Uh, I think it will be about 11, 10 past 11. All right. I'm going to call you at 11, 11. And if there's no answer, <laughs> I'm coming down to the city and I'm going to break down the doors. Are you okay? Can I leave uh, you with the kids and the, and the family now? Yeah, I'll console myself in a little Stranger Things, I think, tonight. I might actually go into it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm actually imagining you as uh, Jim Carrey at the end of uh, Batman Forever. <laughs> <laughs> a bit crazy in the asylum, you know? <laughs> How's it going? I'm trying to think of the line. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's I'm Batman. Oh, that's right. It's been, look, I, I, I have let go of that film. <laughs> I've let it go. It's, it's flown away like the bat. Or hmm. uh, mate, um, look out for a text from me. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, um, I'll wait for your call at ten past eleven. All right. Yeah, and if I don't hear from you, I'll just see you on Friday. All right, bye. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think he's a little bit upset. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that's the way it is, right? You know, and uh, yeah, the truth is I could never have got him in to this screening, but um, but I thought it'd be fun to just dangle the carrot in front of him. And anyway, we'll uh, hopefully be able to give this a review very soon when I do watch it, and we'll go from there. You motherfucker. (laughs) 
You, what, what was your anxiety oh, levels at that point? God. It was like well, peaking, kids in the background. Ah, daddy, daddy. Yeah, you've got me in the middle of basically dinner time. You know, my kids get home. I've got about a 10-minute period to oh, try and get to daddy time. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I'm just glad they said they didn't want to talk to you. At least that made me happy. I was proud of my children <laughs> at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were genuinely shitty. Of course, man. Like, like you know, whenever we have Marvel DC, you know, um, arguments. Uh, I'm, I'm DC, and you know, I, I needed to be there for this. Well, I, I can say I, I'm not sure how Shane, what you think about this, mate. But uh, can you um, confirm or deny if you've seen Justice League? Uh, I can confirm or deny I might have seen it today. <laughs> <laughs> I can fucking confirm I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm under obligation not to talk about and something I might, wanna, have, might have seen today. Yeah, we don't want to pressure into that. But what, yeah. what I'm trying to get to, though, possibly two of the three drunk guys in this room may have or may not have seen Justice League this week. Can I like treat it like a detective investigation? Say, where were you between the hours of uh, <laughs> 11 and 1 o'clock? Uh, Ult- Ultimo, <laughs> Sydney, little small room with about 40 seats. Uh, uh, I'm going to interview someone from it in the next couple of days and that's, yeah, that's why cool. I may or may not have already seen it. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what uh, did you get up to, mate? <laughs> let's, let's move on. You know what? I watched Chicago PD season five. Started up again. That's what I did. Are you serious? No, 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 no. Chicago PD is the best cop show besides maybe the early versions of NYPD Blue and The Shield. And The Wire. Other than them. And, 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 um, <laughs> and CSI Miami. Yeah, other than those <laughs> four. <laughs> no, I've not got any slow-mo glasses on CSI Miami. I like David Crusoe. He was good. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, because this, this has got Jason and I, I never pronounce his name right, but it's Beg or Big, Beg. He's a guy that does like this. Oh, I know who he is, but yeah, I don't know. I yeah. You know, he's a Scientologist. Name. He was, he he's, was a Scientologist. Oh, he escaped. Yeah, he did. And he's very vocal about it now. Um, but I love him and I love this gang type unit because I don't know if you ever saw the shield. No. That's one I recommend to you. I don't push TV on many people. But The Shield is one of... As a film critic, it's really hard to connect to many TV shows. But I have heard The Shield is good. If you do three eps, you know, I'd be really excited by that. And that's that's all. Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Yeah. And and also you have... um, I I never remember his name, uh, but you will know him. He has moved on. He's gone to so many other things. And I'm going to find out what it is in a second and I'll bring it up a bit later. Sure. But... I went into that, three episodes, back to back, and, you know, we're back in their world again. And the reason why that's important is because um, it's, it's created by, you know, Dick Wolf. Mm. And Dick Wolf has done all of the sort of really greatest sort of serial type um, cop shows that have been out, you know. So this, he, he released Chicago Justice. Because if you're not familiar with the Chicago series, the Chicago Fire, yeah, I knew there was a fire department. Yeah. One. The Chicago, and then that's probably the, that was the lead title to, to start. And, and they cross huge. over, don't they? The the episodes and the shows. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. But they're not necessarily uh, season one to season one. It could be season one Chicago Fire to season four Chicago PD. Um, so you need to watch all of them to understand storylines if you want to cross over like that. 
Otherwise, just watch one, stick to it. Is David Caruso in it? He's not in it. Ah, well. No, this is a more serious show. Uh, so what else did you watch, so Sean? They, anyway, so they had Chicago <laughs> Justice. They released this. So it's a new one. So Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. You had to see something with justice in it, didn't you? And then you? they had that Chicago was, Justice. Oh, yeah, Thank you. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Exactly. You just want uh, to be part of the team. Unfortunately, Chicago Justice is shite. Oh. Uh, and it just, like, Chicago Fire, I've seen a lot of it. Because Emma, uh, my, my wife watches it, so I w- I've watched a, a fair bit of it. Really good. Jesse Spencer from Neighbours, he's in it. Yes. Great. Also, formerly of House, if you haven't seen. Uh, yes. That, yeah. Great. So, a really good series. Uh, Chicago Med, not bad. Not into my um, hospital shows, so I don't watch that. Chicago PD, love the gang uh, unit sort of stuff. Anyway, sh- shite, shit's all over fucking... Um, yeah, justice. That's all I wanted to say about that because if anyone's watching justice out there, stop it. Get back to PD. So I want to know why they don't do that for, you know, Australian TV. Like what about Galagenbone PD or Galagenbone <laughs> Justice? And that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. I mean, obviously they've got 52 states, 52, 51 states, 50 states. Mm. Uh, we've got, what, seven states and territories. Mm. So... It's not a whole lot to play with, but you could go Sydney CSI, I guess, or Sydney PD. Sorry, my naivety here. Chicago is a, a city and a state? Uh, no. Well, well, Chicago is a city within Illinois. Yeah, right. So Illinois is a state. But so, yeah. I, I guess what I mean is that it, within all those states, you've got all of these other places that are quite well known. Where the Breakfast Club are from. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's why we brought him in. <laughs> we wheeled him in. Anyway, enough of that. What else have you seen? Oh, mate, so then I went on to uh, Walking Dead Season 8, mm-hmm. Ep 1 and 2 dropped. Happy? Yeah. So far, I've got two comments. One, amazing, and two, I think I'm missing something. Oh. I'm not quite sure. I, I know what's going on because it's action and it's fairly simple. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys because I know that you're behind, Jay. Yeah. I don't know. Are you... Obviously, it's movies. I'm way too. behind because I've never seen an episode. Well, there you go, and that's you know fair enough. Uh, it's funny. I don't like horror, right? But sorry, Walking, Walking Dead, Dead fans, but yeah, never, <laughs> never, never seen Game of Thrones either. By the way, we got a lot to look forward to when you retire. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can time commit that much, but I do hear the Walking Dead. This current what you're talking about. Yep. The last two episodes have had the lowest ratings they've ever had. Oh, interesting. Is that right? Yeah, they've had the lowest okay. ratings, which is huge because it is yeah. so popular. Yeah, would think it, is so popular. it doesn't surprise me too much. But back to your point on the confusing, I mean, they do do a lot of flash forwards, flashbacks. And, yeah, and that's know, where so I'm not quite sure. You don't know sure. until you know, and unless you've missed a couple of episodes at the end of last season. Is that well, possible? No, not at all. I definitely watched last season, but with the flash forwards, you're not quite sure how it links to where we are now. And that's the, they're the questions you're sort of asking because generally with flash forwards and flashbacks, they're, they're there to enhance your story and, and yeah, give and you answers they, to things that And they happening. also wrap it up at the end of the episode to some degree. To or, some degree, yeah. yeah. Not this. this is, these are flash forwards and they're completely outside of the zone of what's happening and mm. I just can't quite piece it together. So I'm a little confused. I'm not upset by it, but it's, it's new for me in this show. Uh, and uh, hey, I, I'm, I'm happy at the moment. Even okay. if it's got poor ratings, I'm certainly watching it. Yeah, but uh, and and also don't forget um, because you know I work in TV and and we we work with ratings and things like that. And one of the problems is that, and I say problems, we're talking about at the moment. Well, how do you get people to advertise in television? Because 
um, you the only way people can uh, pay certain amounts of money, so I'm going to pay 10 grand, I'm going to pay 5 grand, I'm going to pay 1 grand, is based on ratings. But it's all eyeballs. Yeah. It's all eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah, eyeballs, how but many people, people don't, will see it. Yeah, but you have to be able to work out how many people are uh, watching these shows. And generally, when if it was on Channel 10, then Channel 10 would have all of the eyeballs on that. Yeah. And therefore, you could work out how many eyeballs. The problem is, I, I don't believe that, the, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Sean, but I don't believe the eyeballs accounted for catch up TV apps or IQ 2 or 3. And that's the problem, right? So, so, it's, so and let's everyone say, uses that. Yeah, so, but, so even say, let's say Channel 10 shows a uh, survivor and they have it on catch up because they have to, because everyone sure. does catch up these days. You've got to stay up to date. They don't count those catch ups in the, uh, the rating system. Yeah. So that's the problem. Uh, that so therefore, you can't get the fundage the that you'd normally be able to get from advertising and so forth and so on. Yeah. It's so a perpetual I'm, cycle. I'm not surprised a whole lot that the, it dropped a, a little bit because, and this is uh, probably more interesting, that um, Fox Play, which if you want to watch The Walking Dead, you've got to get Fox. They've just launched a couple of months ago. Yeah, couple, yeah, they've launched it properly a couple of months ago. But what they have just done, because I've got my TV, my smart TV set to automatic update. And the Fox app just turned up on my TV. So even if you don't have a Telstra TV or any other box, yeah. it's now on all your smart TVs if you've got your update setting. So therefore, you can just watch it on there, which is what I do. And they're fast-tracked. So if you're on there, our time in Australia would be night time there, but it'd be mid-afternoon here in Australia. So if you're home, you can watch it exactly the same time as the US yep. yeah. are watching it. Yeah, yeah. and that, that helps a lot. I mean, it's still never going to stop the downloads. Uh, but when no. it comes to advertising, the IQ, what you were saying, Jay, is exactly right, because I'll watch what shows that I do watch. I'll watch it from half an hour after it started just so I can fast-forward the ads right through. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I do that with live uh, football games now. Footy as, as well, of yeah. course. Uh, I mean, and even with the advertising, they'll put it on the lower part of the screen just to, while the show's playing because they know people are fast-forwarding ads. Yeah. So they'll put these little banner for 30 seconds up under the bottom of the screen to grab your attention while you're actually watching the show to advertise something. Well, I've evolved to the next step where I don't even use... I don't watch free-to-wear. I don't watch IQ, Foxtel. I watch complete digital and catch-up. That's all I watch, Right. So my eyeballs are not counted anywhere as a, from a marketing yeah. point of view or um, ratings. Not yep. once, but I watch a lot of TV or my family does. Yeah. They've got to, they've got to change You've got to work that they out. I mean, so, so for instance, program. I mean, the industry is just changing and, and commercial television stations either have to adapt somehow or they're going to falter and it's going to go to places like Netflix and, and streaming places. So, for instance, Stranger Things is out now. Hmm. Stranger Things 2, out now. Came yeah. out last weekend. Yeah. Dropped, they dropped them all, which is different to all the commercial stations. Yeah. In a block. Yeah. No you know, commercials. Yeah, no, no commercials. And they can tell who's watching it. Because why? Why would you download illegally Stranger Things when you can pay 10 bucks for the month and watch all of them on one weekend? Yeah. We, and not get in trouble and blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, people still download them. Yeah, there's going to be. But it's a smaller element, right, yeah. compared to, say... Yeah. Um, Netflix has definitely helped dead. piracy, but yeah. It has. It's yeah. assisted it, yeah. definitely. Assisted mm. the stoppage of it. The only problem with that, though, is back to your point with advertising. So now I'm watching catch-up apps, right? Free-to-wear free catch-up apps. Now, they're still trying to get with the program. So they'll have like four or five or six commercial slots at the start of a television program, a digital television program, but they might only have one um, company that's advertising. So guess what? 
you see that one company ad six times. Yes, I that know. that they have to get their shit together there because that is a nightmare, right? Mm. That is really annoying. Yeah, um, they've got to get through. Now, as it grows, it obviously be different ads, but and you cannot do anything about it. You've just got to wait and. and now I don't out. know how it works with reality shows because I just don't watch much TV as it is, and I draw a line through reality shows. But I watch enough sport, live sport, to know that the commentators, even during the during the run of the game, whether it be cricket, football, whatever. Will advertise something. They'll advertise a show that's coming up on that channel, or they'll advertise yeah. a, a, on the run. a brand or whatever on the run. Yeah. And that has creeped in over the last few years. Cricket is probably worse than the rugby Cricket's league. Cricket's massive, yeah. But you know, it's just it's there and it's not going yeah. away. And it's, it's like... during the actual play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's bowled well, a KFC googly. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> especially the BBL because it is a KFC. Yeah, yeah. It's Channel Ten. Channel Ten are yeah. massive on that yeah. sort of uh, stuff. Listen, uh, I said I was going to bring it up before. Walter, Walton Goggins. Goggins. Yeah. Well, Walton Goggins, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hateful so Eight. So he was in a shield. Hateful Eight. As oh, Shane. So he was in. So he yeah, is okay. uh, fantastic in that. He's and that's where great. I first ever saw him uh, with obviously Michael Chiklis. And so, so, so those two together, you know, best mates and, mm. and there are problems throughout their relationship as there are in those shows. Um, but you really feel you're watching an actual relationship, not something that's just set up. And that's, that's I think, that's why he's got a lot of work since. Um, the last thing I'm going to say before I hand over the mics to you guys to talk about your week is... Let's do all the things that you want Exactly. To do. And it's back to Chicago PD. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had no. to save it to last. We're going to move on. Okay. Do you know the name Elias Cotius? I don't. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, who is he? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Who and did he play? Casey. Yeah. Casey Jones. Casey Jones. And yeah. he's also in Shutter Island. Cool, it doesn't matter. And Casey he's also Jones. In some kind of wonderful. Yep, also doesn't matter. Casey Jones <laughs> is the most exciting thing about this because I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles growing up. So, Casey Jones, he is in um, Chicago PD and he plays off um, that Jason B character, <laughs> that guy. And they just play, you know, if, if the law doesn't quite work out for them, it's kind of one of those, hey, why don't you take him for a ride? Kind of movies. You know what that means, Jason? I stopped listening about three <laughs> minutes ago. Finally, I can say that back to you. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I realise I'm going on. I really want to go out and watch Chicago PD right now. So we have a whiteboard in this uh, studio where I'm just writing up now. <laughs> Topics we do not talk about. <laughs> Chicago PD. Done. No. Yes. No. No more. Does re- anyone out there really care? Yes. They're intelligent storylines that matter to the world. I will say I do like Elias Cotias. Yeah. He is good. The, he's very for those good. movies that I mentioned and yeah, he's he's a good reliable actor. But T V, I'm I'm listening to you, Sean, but <laughs> I'm starting to drift. Shane Chang, can I talk oh, to you? Man. Can I bring him back? I'm he's gonna... gonna watch three episodes of the Shield and go, Man, like no. seriously, maybe I should listen to everything Sean's got to say. I'm watching the most exciting T V show I have seen since True Detective. Season one or two? Season one. Yeah. Season one. I'm so excited to be yeah. watching this. I want to tell everyone about it. It's called it's David Fincher's Mind Hunters. Yeah, I've heard about this. I like, haven't seen it. I'm yeah. going to drop it. You ready to drop? Boom. Seriously, watch it. Now, I mean, well, only watch it on two two conditions. One, you like serial killer thriller topics. Lo- you know, yeah, you like seven. He did make seven. Yeah, so, you like yeah. seven. You like silence. 
If you like that, it interests you. Did you say Tru- silence? Silence of the Lambs. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Not the Scorsese silence. Yes. Oh, no, no, that, sorry. Because I, I was just like, oh, yeah. yeah. You same? I sat through it, but man, I never want to watch that movie again. Yeah, I wanted it to be so good, but it just... It was the opposite yeah, of that. It's a whole yeah. other <laughs> other topic, but yeah, I'll never watch yeah. Silence again. I don't think. <laughs> I, I refuse. Actually, on my radio reviews, I refuse to re- review it. Yeah. Wow. I talked about it, but I could not give it a rating. No. Sorry, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mate. It was a passion project. Hope I'm, you enjoyed yourself on that hill. I'm up to uh, the fifth episode of Mindhunters. Cool. Of Ten. Yep. And typically, where it's, are you watching it? Uh, on the train, so in um, in transit. Yeah, sorry, on, uh, but where uh, from? Netflix. Netflix, okay. Yep. And, uh, and look, it's a, it's a slow creep, typical Fincher, just really intelligent stuff. Everything's really grounded and real. And it's really about the birth of the FBI trying to investigate serial killers. Um, and they called them sequence killers back then, not even serial killers, right? And the first episode I watched, I went, okay, I'm in, but it's a bit slow and a bit weird. And the main FBI agents really kind of almost Asperger's, right? Yeah. And then it kicks in. I think it's got to be. Yeah. And then it kicks into gear and then every episode's not exciting, but it's just really great. And and I just love it. Like seriously, I I haven't been this excited since uh, True Detective. I had no idea it was out. And uh, I I mean, I'm sure you know, but I have a real affinity with uh, serial killers. Man, you will love this. That interest in that. Actors? Who's in it? Uh... Well, this is the great thing. I don't really know any of them. Oh, uh, good. But that's what so it does, unknowns? right? Unknowns for me. I don't really know anyone. But they're all brilliant. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, but that's Fincher, right? He's just a yeah. perfectionist. Um, but as long as you know you're in for a, a lot of dialogue, a lot of intelligent dialogue, it's slow, mm. but it's but it's really rewarding. Just like True Detective. Yeah. Beautiful acting, great dialogue, um, and... I'm just in love with it. I can't wait to finish it. And if it, if, it, if the second half is as good as the first half, this will be right up there for me for one of the best television shows ever made. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. you you would. Uh, I mean, you'd recognise a couple of them from there. I I, I don't, definitely don't know the names. Um, but we've yes. got um, Holt McCallany. Yeah, so who's I know the, I know his, his face. What's his character? Oh Holden? yeah, uh, he's Bill Tench. Seen his face before. Yes. Yeah. The second guy there. Yeah, so the one Definitely. that's a revelation is actually Jonathan Jonathan Groff, who plays uh, Holden Ford. Now, he's the guy in the first episode I went, I actually said, Fincher has miscast this guy. I went, it's not right, honestly. You didn't even give him another episode. You well, said that no, on episode one. I said one. that. I just thought it felt like it wasn't right. Episode five, he's a revelation. He's brilliant. Yeah, okay. He's Good. an openly gay actor. Nice. I well, know. Just is the first thing in trivia. Anyway, can I can I say if, if those three two things interest you, serial killers and David Fincher, you know the pacing you're in for. Yeah. Think Zodiac. Think Seven. Uh, think uh, True Detective. If those three things interest you, watch this tomorrow. Is Fincher writing and directing, or is he just writing? I think he has. No, I don't think he's even written, but he has directed the first four and produced. Sorry, he's directed the first four episodes and produced. Okay. So it's got his fingerprints all over it. Right. That's brilliant. It's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I wanted to mention, Sean, this is going to be right up your alley. Another. So yeah, I'm not watching The Walking Dead and, and Game of Thrones. I'm trying to find these little hidden gems. I'll go back to them. Trust me, I will. But 
when I find the mine hunters, I'm happy, right? And this one here yeah, could be right up your yeah. alley. You ready? You ready for it? Yeah. It's a Foxtel movie, a TV show. Maybe you're very aware of it. It's called The Juice. Oh, <laughs> James Franco. Yeah. So James Franco, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and it's about the uh, birth of the porn and prostitution movement in the 1970s. Yeah. Do you know what? I haven't watched it. And uh, it's funny because my wife said to me the other day, she saw it on the little list uh, when we turned on <laughs> Netflix or whatever it was. We, we Foxtel, turned on Fox, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's like, have you seen that? Like, why haven't you seen that? Well, yeah, you know, right up your alley. So if you don't know, basically James and I are kindred spirits. Okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I've worn his uh, scent, which is Gucci by Gucci, uh, a whole lot. He just happens to turn up in all the different places that I am. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just the way it is. Like, he just sort of follows me around. Right. Well, I've got to say, I haven't seen The Juice, but I know what it is. And the fact I know what it is is because I've watched the first half an hour of the first episode. And that is only because I watched Ray Donovan, right. which has been on before The Juice. Um, and it, Ray Donovan has just finished this current season, which is a Lieb Schreiber. Yeah, I love Ray Donovan. Oh, it's yeah. a, that is one show I do make time for. Yeah. Uh, John Voight, of course, and many other great actors have been in it. But uh, yeah, I can't really comment on the juice because I didn't like it. I, oh, okay. I, I yeah. watched it for any, like I really I can't judge it because I watched it for thirty sure, minutes. Sure, sure. But I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking not as much as Mindhunters. No, no way near it. But I think Sean, I think you'll like it because James Franco and yeah. the uh, 70s, 70s and era. prostitution porn. It's just really interesting. Yeah. I've always had saying? a fascination <laughs> with that. Well, no, I like movies like Middleman and you know no, Wolf you mean, of Wall no. Street. And I, I, like I like yeah, that. Yeah, Boogie Nights, you know? like yeah, around that sort of exactly. So I think you might, it's worth you, you giving that a couple of episodes. Wahlberg came out and said one of the biggest uh, mistakes he ever made in his career no, was he taking on Boogie Nights. No. Yeah, because you know, he, he's turning to the church. Uh, he was at a church event and he said, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and one of those was taking on a role of Boogie Nights. And where I heard this was a, uh, another podcast, Hollywood Babylon, and I was talking about it. And it was Kevin Smith, Ralph Grumman. They were basically, you know, uh, having a chat about how in fact, that movie kind of made him like you know, onto the massive big stage as an actor. Like, you know, I know he did the other films before that, but that was a film that put him into like, you're a serious actor. Yeah. Well, he was the lead. Yeah. The lead character. Yeah. yeah. He was great in Basketball Diaries. Yeah, but he wasn't the lead. <laughs> fear. He was great in Fear, but he wasn't the lead. Well, yeah. that was really his first real breakout of acting. Fear. From breakout, yeah. Fear. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that scene at the door and, he, and like she went to him or whatever it is and he's, he's like... He's on the car. Yeah. That's me smashing my chest, by the way, because I love that. Oh. <laughs> he's just, he's trying to put bruises on his body. Producer Brian Grazer described it at the time as a teenage fatal attraction. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was. And it yeah. was, again, Reese had been acting since she was a little girl, young, but that was another movie that really shot her up. He's as still, well, it's good. Do you remember the, the William Peterson? Yeah, William Peterson. Do you remember yeah. the poster for it? And that it was like it was basically black, where you can see his face coming out of the shadows. Yeah. And he had Reese Witherspoon's uh, head in his shoulder, so you couldn't see it, and his hand on her head. That that sort of controlling maneuver that you would have. Uh, I watched it about person. six months ago, and it still oh, stacks up. No, it's fine. Decade. It's good. It works. It's yeah. still it's still pretty heavy. I'd yeah, love they, to see they, it again, they killed actually. dogs in it. No. But how can Mark Wahlberg say that? I just don't get it. When yeah, he what? made the happening, and <laughs> that was another comment. Yeah, and what? other, <laughs> no, you know, no. certain <laughs> other movies that 
you know. Yeah. Well, do you know what? It's, it's exactly the same as Eddie Murphy when he turned to Ted. God and walked and, and walked away from Delirious and and you know Beverly Hills Cop and all the things that made him through cursing and. You know he's doing uh, another film in um, <laughs> Twins. Oh, that's been on the cards for ages, triplets. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, I know, but it's been actually formally announced this week. Okay. To make triplets. I think I just vomited in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> can I just go on to very quickly on to James Franco because we're still on that. Sure, yeah, so I watched. Uh, I, I, all I can say is I watched the Disaster Artist during the week. I know, and you've dodged me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I watched that. I'm looking forward to talking about that when I can. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's the one about the um, uh, the room, the, the room, the, the worst, the room. yeah, the worst film of all time. Yeah, it's um. I haven't I seen it not. yet. <laughs> oh, hi, Greg. Mark. Mark. <laughs> I haven't seen it. You've seen it. Greg's <laughs> the actual guy's name who, right, who, yeah. wrote, who wrote the book and stars in it. Tom yeah. Wizzo. Tommy Wizzo. I was trying to think Tom of his Wizzo. name. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I watched that, which is which is cool. I'm looking forward to that. I watched another um, a movie on Netflix called Babysitter. Babysitter. I read about that somewhere. Yeah, Apparently so it's, it's kind of a good. horror comedy. I won't talk about it too much, but it's directed by McGee. That's where I heard about it. Yeah, yeah McGee. Yeah. Aussie Samara Weaving. Yes, and I wanted yeah. to talk about that Samara Weaving. Who's yeah from Home and Away. It's a real breakout for her. It's um she's fantastic in this movie. Yeah, and really. It comes across. You know, um, she cuts through like she's. This is it. She's on her way. So love you, Samara. That was a great job. Yeah, good. Uh, I really want to see this. Yeah, yeah, look, it's you know, it's like um, it reminded me a lot of um, uh, boys uh, scout scouts guide to zombie. Oh, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> the scouts guide to zombie land. What are you talking about? <laughs> What are you talking about? Are you looking up on your phone? Anyway, the point is, is that this film could have gone horribly wrong. Because, you know, you're doing a parody of something. Like, I mean, the thing is... is Scouts Guide to Zombie Apocalypse. I was so close. Is it a parody? Is it not? That's no. That's not giving anything away, not, right? No, it's, it's not a parody. It's just a paying a bit of homage to a lot of those kind of classic um, you know, horror comedies you've yeah. seen before. Um, very teen... Um, a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Look, if you know nothing about this, just jump on YouTube or something like that and look up um, the, disa- the Disaster Artist and type in original if you want to have a quick look. There's a 10-minute cut on there that I found the other day just to give you a good idea. Off uh, The Room, you mean? Off of The Room, which is the original film that we're looking at from Tommy Wiseau. Uh, otherwise, yeah, uh, have a look at the trailer. How did we cross from back to Disaster Artist after Babysitter? I don't know. I like the, the, I haven't mentioned it, but I did like The Babysitter. Oh, so you've seen it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's good. It's all right. Yeah, about eh? two weeks ago. Out yeah. of the blue. Didn't know much about it. Did we not go back to Disaster No, we never did. Oh, my God. My mind is so far up James Franco's <laughs> ass. I know, right? Just <laughs> take a break for a second. Yeah, sorry, mate. Shane and I will. Yeah, no. So, um, I, you know, I was just saying how good Samara was, right, in that yeah. movie. It was a real cut through for her, I think. Yeah. I think she'll get some work after this. and she'll plenty of work, but... I think you'll start to do more leads. and lead Another Aussie and... actress done good if she keeps up the different unique roles and doesn't go with the flow of, you know, something the same. She yeah. needs to branch out and do something different. But starting off with this movie because of the way it's written and people say McGee, and it is a strange name, but that's what he goes by. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> He's, his movies are okay. 
Yeah. You're okay. Yeah, except except for that guy, the lion um, in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> yeah, give you some pee and. <laughs> I'm going to mention one more film. We're going to hand over to you, uh, Shane, to, from what you've seen yeah, good. this week. But last film I've seen, which was uh, Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day, yeah. which, look, I really enjoyed. It was a lot of fun. And for me, this is Scream for 2020. Yeah, right. Really See, that's was. more down my alley than yeah, the horror. It's just, but, yeah, and obviously Groundhog Day, of course. Yeah. It's, it's in the premise of it. But um, And you think about all these um, repeat day films. You've got uh, Edge of Tomorrow. You've got Before I Fall. Uh, Groundhog Day, and now Happy Death Day. I mean, obviously you think, how far can you take this? But they're all different genres, right? But guess what? All four films actually really work. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Edge of Tomorrow. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. I Fall is pretty good for a, a young adult you know, um, film. Happy Death Day is horror, a horror comedy, mm-hmm. and it works really well. And Groundhog Day is a classic, right? Yeah. So, yeah, um, Scream for 2020. It really feels like a scream. You'll get this when you watch yeah, it, Sean. Yeah, but for a new audience. I, I It appealed to me uh, when it came out, so I'll watch it, I guess, on uh, Blu-ray or something. So, What about you, Shane? What did you knock over during the week? I haven't seen... I just want to make a quick mention of The Disaster Artist. <laughs> Very keen to. And I've seen The Room, and I actually don't think it's the worst movie I've ever seen, and I've seen a hell of a lot of movies. What is? It's got to be what up do you think though, is right? one of the worst films you've ever seen? I, Sexy Beast. A movie that no, sorry, could not handle that movie. How good is what's he got? The bald guy's name. Happy Feet is another one. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. How good is he when he's peeing off the side of the thing? Can't can't stand it. Absolutely can't stand that movie. And Happy Feet is another one. Couldn't handle Happy Feet one or two. Anyway. Uh, yeah, animation's okay. going to slide. This week, haven't really watched much TV. Now, Twin Peaks is finished and uh, Ray uh, Donovan. I haven't really got any shows that I'm, you know, up on or d- addicted to at this point. I feel you're a Better Call Saul type of guy. I haven't watched much of it. I've seen bits and pieces, but as much as I like Breaking Bad, I've never de- de- delved into the Better Call Saul atmosphere yet. Uh, Suburbicon and The Snowman are two movies that I just want to mention I've seen recently. Yeah. Let's talk about them. They both came out fairly close together, a week apart. Both considered by many (laughs) two of the worst movies of the year, if not longer than that. Is that right? And what about you? I know Suburbicon's got some low ratings, but... I think Snowman's been more... I'll start with Snowman because that started, that began the week earlier. I haven't read the book. But I believe it's from a very strong series of books by Joe Nesbo, a Norwegian writer. Yep. Uh, Michael Fassbender's in it, who really is one of our modern-day fantastic, amazing yeah. actors. Val Kilmer's in it. Now, I'll give Val Kilmer almost any kind of time, even though people do bag him, because he's, he's, a, I'm with you. he's oh, a good actor. I love him, yeah. But this movie is so... <laughs> it's, it's watchable, but it is really badly made for the amount of money that was put into it, and yeah. slow... And when Val does, in case there are people out there who really want to see it, and I'm not going to give it away because there are twists to the murder mystery, Val Kilmer has the weirdest role I've ever seen in a commercial film for a very, very long time. I, I've heard that the, like the, um, they've dubbed him out in ADR, like post-production, that they've, it's not even him talking and well, all this weird shit. I think it's him. No, it's funny you say that because it doesn't, I'm contradicting myself here. It doesn't sound like him, but it does. 
uh, he's grumbling. He's doing a Marlon Brando or something. He's mumbling and grumbling, and he's either supposed to be acting drunk in it, or and he walks out of windows. Cracks a hell of a drug. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it makes little <laughs> sense. His character and getting to try and listen to what he's saying is even harder to make sense. He comes across as a guy that just in life in general he could be a Marlon Brando. I think the film, maybe. The way he's headed. Well, they did work together in the island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, I think they really wanted it to be with this, like, Silence of the Lambs type, um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo type extraordinary thriller in it, and it just didn't pay off. It's poorly written. Yeah. Really bad dialogue. Hang on. In in 1995, this guy was Batman. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, he was. Oh, Batman. And the other one, uh, (laughs) Suburbicon. uh, Suburbicon is written by the Coens, directed by George Clooney. Uh, Great actors involved, Julianne Moore, Matt Damon, uh, Oscar Isaac. But it's satire, so you've really got to know that going in. But it's harsh. And it irritated me. Yeah, it's black, but it's blacker than black. Uh, Yeah. Twisted murder mystery about two sisters, one dying, maybe from natural causes, maybe not. Home invasion. Yeah. It, it's it got a lot of... It's infused with a lot of race, race injustices. Oh, it's, okay. It's going to hurt people's feelings. Ooh. And they don't just stop there. It pushes it and pushes it and pushes it. It's supposed to be funny. I don't think I laughed at all. Um, I was never bored and I was intrigued by it, but I put out a warning. It's a bit like the movie Mother that we talked about earlier in the year. It's a tough one to watch. Okay. That's interesting. Did you like the trailer for Suburbicon? Yeah. Okay. actually came across more of a comedy in the trailer. That's why I'm wondering, because I I I love the trailer. It looks sort of right up my alley, but... Well, of course, the Coen's did Fargo and Intolerable Cruelty and all those movies, that, a lot of their movies that they do have those flashes of violence in it, and this has that. Um, there's a kid involved. It reads involved. of Clooney, though, right? Clooney loves that shit. He does. And, you, you know, Jay, he's a good director, Monuments Men and um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. You know, he's done some okay stuff, but he picks, picks weird material, yeah. which is fine. I don't know. It's a tough movie. I, I think I would watch it again, but I'd need a break. Um, yeah. I don't, wouldn't suggest it. So we're anyway. saying Matt Damon's best uh, role this year is possibly in Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no secret that he does do a cameo in that, of course. <laughs> Although downsizing, he looks Oh, looks I can't wait for downsizing. That yeah. is just going to be an incredible film. I saw 20 minutes of it in uh, the con, and it looks fun. Yeah. yeah. The other three quick ones I'll say I saw. I don't know if you guys saw Bad Mums 2. Uh, no. No? No, we want to hear what you think about that. Well, keep it brief. I, I don't want to bore you all to tears. I w- went into it not liking the original very much. And from the trailer of Bad Mums 2, seeing a kid who would be at least five years old only saying the F word over and over in the trailer, I thought, it's just can't, I just don't want to see this. And that, that does happen in it during the start of the movie, but there is sentimental in it. And I didn't even know that Susan Sarandon was in the film it's yeah, right. until I saw it. And, yeah, she's in it. So that was a bonus, and I love Susan Sarandon, who plays Catherine Hahn's mum. Uh, I can't re- recommend it. I think it's a great chick flicks yeah. uh, comedy film, but as far as quality goes, there's a bit of Christmas stuff in there that might bring a tear to someone's eye. But no, it's just a typical sex-crazed 
comedy. Yeah, I uh, I actually didn't mind the first one at all. Yeah, just but this one just doesn't do it. And for I'm me. good. I'm okay with chick flicks and yeah, of any course. of those kind yeah, of movies, same. but it didn't do it for me. And this one, it was better than I expected. But uh, I'm not going to rush out and see it a second time. I'll wait for Christmas. Christmas break. I won't be out by then, will it? Don't, don't rush it out. Come on. No, no, no. It won't be out until <laughs> February. Yeah. Oh, like uh, sort of Valentine's Day. And Jungle I saw, which is an Australian movie that's coming out soon. So yeah. I won't give that away, but that yeah. is like Greg a... McLean, uh, yeah. Greg McLean directed it, who obviously did Wolf Creek. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, he gets... Uh, it's a true story. He's um, lost in the forest. Basically, he's got to survive. Great. Yeah. I love films when it is based in, the, n- yeah. in nature. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all... Uh, Literally in nature, they're not sets. So they're yeah. in places like I think um, Colombia, and some of it was filmed in Queensland. Yeah, but they're Queensland, in. Yeah. And then finally, Addicted a movie called Addicted, which is a streaming movie, new on DVD or so, okay. uh, about some college students and um, pretending they've got ADD. The movie Addicted is written with the capitals A. Capital D, capital D, oh, and then yeah. addicted, as in ADD, mm-hmm. um, pretending they got ADD to get drugs to keep them going, and, oh. and the things that happen after they have too much of it. Yeah, right. So it's, it's interesting. You think it sounds a little bit boring, but um, it's no, a bit no. of a twist on the. It's, it's kind of based drugs in real life in, as well. That one. Yeah. yeah. People, people do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I've watched lately. Cool. <laughs> That's great. God, I need to get up my uh, my watching. <laughs> I don't watch much at the moment. Too much work. Oh, I, I, that's, that's what I need to do. I need to stop producing things and start watching things. Because that's, that's what I enjoy the most. Watching, not yes. producing. Yeah, relax. Downtime. <laughs> it's really hard. If you can drag yourself away from Chicago, PD. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's Man. it, mate. You're spending too much time watching that shit. Hey, did you know that um, things happen throughout the week? They things. Do. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what we call that here? What? News. It happens. <laughs> Is this a new segment? <laughs> Where's my brief? <laughs> I want to start this new segment. Because <laughs> I've got something to say, and it goes a little like this. Have you guys heard of uh, pre-cum? Oh, fucking. I don't, no, I don't mean to lower. No, no, right. listen. There you go. I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> I don't need to lower the. Uh, no, about? listen to me, right? Listen. This is not what we do here. I know it's crass, but listen to me. It'll all make sense. I read this on my mobile phone this morning. Tarantino announces that he's scouting DiCaprio and Brad Pitt for his next film. Well, he doesn't need to scout either of them because he's had both of them in different films before. Yeah, but he's looking to cast them in the next film, his next film. But DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. But I thought Tarantino was retiring after... Ten the... films, this is his ninth. Okay, all right, after ten films. Yeah. Right, okay. Why does he have to do that and call it? Like he's oh, just I don't a... know. He can do whatever he wants. Are you missing really? the point? DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Tarantino. Like, hello? Where's That's my... my dream come true. Throw yeah. in Mickey Rourke, then you got mean. <laughs> Maybe a little Daniel Day again? Reteam uh, DiCaprio? I hear you, and... Jay, and I'm, I'm not pre-coming or anything yet. <laughs> I, I just think, you know, it, it sounds good, but let's, let's wait. Let's just no, wait. No, no, no. Tarantino, DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. But what will Samuel L. be doing? No, he's in. Of course he's going to be Of course he's in. I'm yeah. saying, what, what will he be doing? Oh, he'll be, I don't know, 
Well, it's actually based around the uh, loosely based around the Manson murders. At yeah, the time of the Manson murders. That's true. That's been on the cards for a while. Yeah, okay, great. So like so why call it that, that title? Like, I just... Hey, what, what title? There's no title. That's Jay's title. I said it's loosely based around the, oh, at the time of so the Manson murders. Pre... Sean thinks that you're calling it I thought it that was pre-cum. the title. No, no, pre-cum is what oh, I did. Oh, my God. I, my first the thing relief, I said... The yeah. relief that I have right now, you don't understand... I'm like, is he just fucking with Hollywood? Is this, like, everything that's going on with Weinstein and all that sort of stuff, is this what he's, he's just gone, you know what? I'm going to fuck with everyone. I think it might take some time because Weinstein's, you know, produced his films in the past and backed him, mm. so. No, he's walked away from Weinstein, clearly. Yeah. yeah. So he, he'll, he'll find a studio oh. will snap him up like that. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know. No, no, that's what I, I was pre-coming when I read that thing on my text. Uh, anyway, <sighs> ignore everything I said. All you got to worry about is Tarantino, DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Samuel L. Jackson. You could have just said pants off. I yeah. would have accepted that. Okay. Anyway, on to pre-coming. Uh, have you heard about Weinstein? <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst segue I think I've ever heard. I tried Ever. to set it up for you, and then you you just fell over. You went into bowl ten pin balls over, and you slipped over <laughs> over the line. It's a tough enough subject, and you've just like started at the lower lower end of it. No, no, uh, we, <laughs> no. But seriously, what's going on? <laughs> uh, well, obviously, uh, we said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, this yeah, is yeah. only the beginning, right? Yeah, this yeah. is only the start of it, and it was never a true word had been said, you know, Ooh. and. So Corey Feldman came out a week ago and said, that's it. This is giving me encouragement to work my shit out. I want to talk about all the pedophile ring of Hollywood that was yeah. you know, around the 80s and still is here today. I want to raise $10 million to make a film that has, you know, been the most truthful film ever made about pedophilia. Can't wait for that one. And Yeah, yeah and to, to get you better. Know what? Su- no, to be fair, if he got Michael Moore involved in that, like that seems to be his sort of like, you know, go and break open Hollywood or whatever. Yeah, if you got Michael Moore involved in a documentary about that, I, I might be really interested in watching that. So he also wants some money to uh, boost up his security so he can name these names. That's, that's Feldman. And then uh, obviously Kevin, Kevin Spacey, that whole thing came out. Uh, midweek. This is midweek. Yeah, midweek. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and that's that's. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to comment on that or we well, want to talk about it. Or I, I just will say that it's no surprise with Kevin Spacey. I actually I know he hadn't come out, but I knew maybe a decade ago that he he was that way inclined. Whether but he the, came out or not, I just knew, so it wasn't a surprise. But the way he did it obviously caused the biggest controversy. Yeah. So the coming out that he's gay is, is whatever. He it's cares. irrelevant, and I just. But the coming out because reason. a fourteen, uh, sorry, for an adult accused him of, uh, you know, fondling with him yeah, when yeah, he yeah. was fourteen. And fourteen actor yeah. Anthony Rapp. Yeah, Rapp. Yeah, yeah. And, and and now he's used that of you know now I'm gay and maybe that did all. And it was the silliest mm. thing to come weird, out with the right? whole gay. I mean, like I wasn't born when he was uh, born, so I wasn't alive, I wasn't around. But when he was born, I knew he was gay. Yeah, that's how gay he is. Like he's, yeah, right. He is one of the, the actors that is just always everyone's known. So but he's I, I, used it, he's chosen this time to come out almost as a cover up for what may or may not have But that's why it's so much right? more sort of silly because. I know. Like. <laughs> anyway, guess what? So since then, there's been a couple more people coming out and saying, oh, yeah, Kevin Spacey's done this and that and the other. And then today, it's come out that Brett Ratner. 
yeah. has done the same thing as a Weinstein. You know, it's um, sexual harassment, and there's been se- six people come out and say, "Yeah, that, you know, Brett Ratner's done that." And yeah, yeah, it's just this is what that's four names in a week and a half. Again, I don't know how, but I just knew, the Brett, Brett Brett Ratner one didn't surprise me either. No, I'd actually nor, nor heard did the rumors yeah. or the whatever it was I'd heard about years him. ago yeah. about him, Brett Ratner. So again, I'm not sure. I'm not surprised it's caught up with him. And you know, it's. I guess the good thing about all of this is that there's a platform now for people to come out and, and hopefully, uh, take down the the serial pests. Yeah, and they have the courage, to because they they're supported by other people doing the same thing, right? Yeah. And it's all numbers, you know. Um, yeah. They got power in numbers, so I'm 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 I love it. I love the fact that this is happening. I really do. It's great, and it's never ending. To yeah. By the sound of it, and yeah. it's been a secret for so long, but not a secret. So the fact that it is coming out, it is great. And yeah. and you hope, I guess, that it 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 flows yeah. over to other industries because you know Hollywood is not the only industry oh, where people use power to to you know get what they need. Mm. So um, you know if. Hopefully, this flows over into politics and other areas. Other, yeah. It's going to affect the Academy Big Awards. I mean, I'm an Oscar-obsessed film sure. critic, but, you know, every year, front and centre, Harvey, Co- um, Harvey Coitel, Harvey Weinstein's sitting there, and it's his movies, he's, he's known for promotion and getting his movies yeah. in there to be nominated. I don't think he's... It's like they'll they'll affect the winners and the awards ceremonies this year big time. It'll do more than that. If this keeps going the way it's going, the, the momentum it has, it'll affect the industry for years. Yeah. It really will. Oh, yeah. It's because not... you think about it, right? Let's say if another 10 names come out, whatever it might be, and maybe they're big producers, maybe they're directors, maybe they're actors, whatever it might be. Mm. How do you feel about supporting their back catalogue movies or a new movie that comes out? That's right. If you know these allegations could be possible, you know, like a, exactly what they're doing with House of Cards at the moment, you know. Netflix have kind of put yeah. it on the fence for the moment. Yeah. It's on permanent um, hold. Kevin yeah. Spacey's got his, that Martin Scorsese movie coming out that was an Oscar hopeful. Uh-huh. Uh, with, yes. with Mark Wahlberg as well. Yeah, was with in it. Um, uh, Ridley Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott. There goes that. All the money in the world. The, or all the money in the world. Yeah, yeah. There goes that movie. There's potential that that might have picked up some award maybe, recognition. Maybe it does, oh, yeah. it will. It'll affect it. Yeah. I mean, who, who's uh, opening the Oscars this, this year? Do you know? Have they announced it? I don't think they've announced it. No host yet. They'll who, have some fun with it, though. Ellen? No. That's a good question. <laughs> that was isn't so it last year, which but isn't was it this funny, year. Like how quickly it goes by. Yeah. Like if it was Ricky Gervais, I probably remember it because he'd be controversial. Well, I remember it was the year that I oh, won money on. because I tipped that was Jimmy Moonlight. Kimmel. Wasn't it Jimmy Kimmel? It was Jimmy Kimmel because uh, yeah. I tipped Moonlight and they said La La Land, but it was actually Moonlight, so I won yeah, my money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy's like, going, oh, what, what? This yeah, it was is Jimmy me. Kimmel, who was fantastic, by the way, in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Can we move on to something a little bit lighter? Yeah, of course. We're done yeah, with yeah, that yeah, yeah. topic. Had to be said, but yeah, sure. And we'll we'll keep track of it. Definitely. So Morgan Creek is a production company. Yes. Yes. Uh, noticed them before lots of films. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Major League. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and this and this brings us Great to our movie, point. Yeah. So they're obviously looking to that one as well. Oh no, are they? Yeah. Yeah, so they're looking to exploit their catalogue. Ah, obviously... <laughs> you're coming in and going... Yeah, yeah exactly what you're saying. Yeah, but they're sorry. looking to obviously uh, you know, boost up some revenue or whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So they're looking to exploit their catalogue. So it's good and bad. Sure. 
maybe bad for them, but kind of good for us. Maybe, or maybe it's bad. I'm not sure. But their catalogue includes things like Young Guns, Major League, and Ace Ventura. Yeah, and they've announced all three of those as films that they want to... Uh, remake. Remake reboots. in some form. Yeah, yeah. and also, or even do a, a TV series. So Ace Ventura they've announced... Yeah. It's a bit of so yeah, Shane's grimacing. I'm not, grimacing I'm not happy. I'm Ace Ventura, yeah. it's his son who comes back to rediscover the pet detective ways. Well, they've already done a prequel straight to video. Oh yeah, pet that was detective. Son of the Mask. Horrible. Oh, and no, Matt, no. Son of the Mask. But yeah, they did a pet detective Ace prequel. It's like a kids film. It was. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, do we, we don't need that seriously? And Major League. I mean, I loved loved it. All three weren't too bad, actually. Hang on, yeah. what about? I don't disagree. Cool things. What about? Uh, what about Young Guns? You could do a Young Guns today and actually yeah. do all right. Yeah, I think I. I you know what? Yes, I, I really liked. <laughs> I got, no, I'm not talking flatliner style. I'm talking no. completely. Yeah. Redo it with you know I don't know. Um, Zac Efron and no, he's known actors again. Yeah, <laughs> because back then they were actors that were yeah. still young, but they were known and loved. Yeah. Why not? Like maybe a Harry Styles, who's an up and coming no. actor. You lost me, man. You had me. You had me. Oh no, he was okay. No, you haven't seen Dunkirk. Yeah, he fine. Was in, he fine. Was right now. You haven't you know seen what? Dunkirk. I don't know. So you only judging didn't, didn't him by one direction. Didn't the Seven kind of try to revitalise the Western, even though it was a remake of I kind of liked it. I didn't mind it either, yeah. but. Young Guns, but you do forget Young Guns it, right? remake would go the same route. No, but see, Young Guns would use people like Harry Styles, unfortunately, uh, and you bring in the younger audiences. Like in Young Guns, like I was, I was young myself, you know, and and loved. And rather than I loved young rather Guns than too. Bon Jovi, you get Ed Sheeran. No, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's ha- maybe Harry Styles just does his own yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I've got to accept these things these days. The actors that you I don't do. really want are going to be really in there. He's really good, man. He, he what about the dude from Home Again films. that we reviewed a few weeks ago? Oh, Pico. Yeah, what? But he looks like Harry Styles. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what I mean. That's what, bring him in instead. Like I prefer him over Harry Styles. Um, Preacher has been greenlit for a third season. Boom! Yeah, boy. And as well as American Vandal for a second season, which I, I've been banging on yeah, about a little have, bit. Yeah, it's good. So I don't know how, what they're going to do for a second season. But anyway, <laughs> I'm keen for it. Great. That's me for entertainment. You got? I, all I've got <laughs> is there is a Mamma Mia sequel coming. And I was quite oh, excited about again. that. Here we go again. <laughs> because Meryl Streep's back and all the cast is back. And I actually don't mind the old musical. But Sure is involved in this one. Oh. And recently oh. I've heard reports, <laughs> reports from the set that Sure is clashing with Meryl Streep. Now, yeah. what you want to believe yeah. is true or not, I don't know. But could that be true? Uh, no. You know, I really hope it's, I hope it's not. You could see it, though. Yeah. Yeah, Cher, you know, they're both the big gals on set. I think Meryl's set. pretty straight and direct, and I think Cher's probably a bit of a diva, right? Would and, that be fair? And also, Cher has that been a be great fair. actor in her time, which she's been in oh, little yeah. bits and pieces. So she's, yeah, but she's only coming off Academy like... Academy Award winner, Moonstruck. Yeah, but she's coming off a the film mask. once every 20 years. Mask. mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, that's true. You know what I mean? But, but she probably comes into it like a Meryl Streep in terms of mentality, and Meryl Streep comes in as Meryl Streep in mentality. And then, yeah, they're kind of like... Two Meryl Streep's going off against Maybe. one another. I mean, you can't believe everything you hear when it comes to gossip off sets, but yeah. Yeah, let's hope they work it out and it's a great film. I'll, um, I didn't watch the first one because why would I? But I, I, will, uh, I will actually give the second one a go if Cher and Meryl Streep are in it because 
both of those uh, people, I, I'm, I'm in. Like, I was against musicals too, Sean. I love musicals. That's I, the thing. I, I love musicals. Yeah. 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 I, I'm a musical guy. I and, love it. Yeah. But and we all know Pierce Brosnan couldn't sing in yeah. the first one, and he probably yeah. won't be able to sing in this one. What about <laughs> Colin Firth, though? Yeah. Um, that's, I don't think it's about that, is it? It was more about the ambience and the fun and... Amanda Seyfried. Anyway, if you, want to go, if you want to go for a, to a musical, go straight to The Greatest Showman. Yeah, have you you've seen that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah no, I, I spoke about it last oh, week okay. and uh, mm. it was about a trailer. But, you know, I, I was just saying that <laughs> coming from a six-week hole, uh, six-week, a six-year hole of watching films and now watching films, you know, once every week, at least at the movies, it's nice. Uh, I got back into that sort of... Uh, frame of mind where I don't want things that are the run-of-the-mill. Mm. Same every time. And while they're not reinventing the wheel with that film, with uh, The Showman, Greater Showman, it's something that I just, I, I feel I need right now. I need something that's yeah. a little bit more yeah. flamboyant. Yeah. And Zac Ef- uh, Efron, no matter what people say, is really talented. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I, in. I think I people realise yeah. that now. I like now. Miller. I've got no problem with Zac whatsoever. Yeah. Baywatch might have been one of the worst movies of the year, but yeah. that aside, no, he can his sing, fault. he can dance, yeah. and he's a... He's an I mean, above average actor if you take yep. notice of some of his dramatic roles. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm in for that. Uh, all right, guys, that's the E! News for the week. We are moving on to my favourite segment, Two Drunk Guys. Three Drunk Guys. <laughs> and not two buckets, but one. Yeah, just one. Is that right? We, we <laughs> only want one word. Three guys, one word. Oh, do you know what? I need a beer. Oh, okay. What happened? Where are we under your feet in the esky. Can you open it for me? I don't know how sure, to use man. your opening apparatus. So talk to me, man. What are we? Uh, what are we talking about? Right. So What's today, the word. The word. And let me get my bucket. Yeah. Wait. Where is the bucket? Oh, there it is. I've got to get it. Oh. Okay. Got my bucket. It is. Are you ready for this? Sure. Fences. Use it in a sentence. I have many fences to keep out people from Halloween. Okay. Yeah. I'm with it. I got it. Cool. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's, fences. Let's digest this for a little fences. bit. Let's, you know, just think. Let it hit you in the face. Fences. Yeah, ready? Literal fence. Fences. Track. I'm throwing, yeah, good. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fences, fences, well, fences. well, I mean, obvious one. It's yeah. obvious. Okay, can I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go with fences? Sure. Is it fence or fences? It's with, fences. Uh, Denzel, yeah. Denzel. It's fences. Fences. There we go. Fences. Denzel. Original. It's pretty straight. It gave yeah. it to us even. <clears throat> Do you know... Um, have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, know, Shane, have you seen Fences? I have. It was, okay. a, it was a long, slow movie, but very well acted. I will agree with everything mm. you just said, yeah. Do you know, I, I recognise Fences for one thing, and that is one of the greatest uh, snot bubbles of all time <laughs> from Viola Davis, Viola right? Davis, man. Yeah. How good is she? Oh, unbelievable. So yeah. she wins the uh, yeah, goes on did. to win the Best um, uh, Actress, Supporting Actress for the Academy Award. And Oscar. gave one hell of a speech that year as well. Yeah. Now, um, so... That performance, that that you know, the scene that where she's outside of the house, it's all set around the house. Mm. She walks out the front, and she goes, "I've been standing with you." You know, the, I've been standing with you the whole time. Scene. I'm like, 
Oh, this is. I'm like almost crying, right? Oh, oh I was crying. Yeah, and she's, almost, she's bawling. There's not, not bubbles and all that. So I'm standing with you. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so good. I want to watch that and again. Denzel, that scene. And Denzel was playing a rare asshole, kind of like he was a bit of a dick, right? But, but the thing is, that's. I think that's what the beauty of this story is. Is <laughs> that yeah? I mean, yeah, sure. From the outside, he might have been a dick, but he's he's kind of like. In that sort of scenario, I, I didn't really give away. I don't think they said what time and date it was. I don't really remember. Mm. A, it's a time period. No, I can't remember exactly. You know, but it certainly was dated. Like you know, it it, it felt that way. Yeah, and, it was a period. Well, modern history period yeah. film. It's what, uh, but relevant 60s, issues. Yeah, sixties, sixties. Um, but relevant issues were involved in the yeah. whole complex story because it wasn't even though it was set around one specific area, it was a very complex story. Now, this was a, a, a theatre Yeah, it was project, a play right? that, yeah. that has been going on for 20, 30 years and Denzel had actually even played, um, was starred in the play. Was in that, yeah. And decided to direct it himself, so it's his... He directed the film, and I just love the fact that they move from the backyard to the to the in the house, and then the front <laughs> of the house, and then basically back in. And they just well, keep it's going a hard movie to make, right? Yeah. Well, you know, as great as the acting was, it did suffer from that. It, you could tell it was a play being transported sure. p- onto film. You know, sure. But you are watching it for the acting. And oh yeah. There's yeah, none yeah, better than yeah. Viola Davis. So, Davis. So I'm going to bring you to this point. Yeah. Top five snot bubbles in film history. <laughs> Have you okay. actually made that? Uh... Well, I've got the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> you could save this for uh, like actual top five <laughs> segment. Sub, <laughs> subcategory. No, no. I mean, well, it's TV actually. But how good is Rick from The Walking Dead with snot bubbles? Uh, well, it's true. I mean, he's sweaty pretty much all the time. I don't think it's a snot bubble. I think it's sweat that rolls over his nose and it sort of <laughs> bubbles <laughs> out. It's like... It's like <laughs> Carl, Carl, Carl. That's Carl. 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 Never seen an episode. Yeah, you would laugh your head off. Funny. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so look, we can all agree that it was well acted. Brilliant. Love that. I think. um when I think of fences, I want to stay with Denzel for a second. But it's fine. No, 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 move on. You know what? You've had it all your way tonight. You've walked out of the room when you decided you didn't want to be part of our, uh, you know, Marvel <laughs> discussion because well, you, you wanted to limit yourself to a slither of the Marvel universe. You actually went to the extent of turning my mic off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I did do it on purpose. I didn't even realize. Uh, uh, what go, do you think of when you think of fences, Jay? I, I go straight to um, Edgar Wright and his Cornetto trilogy, right? You're short of the dead, hot yeah. fuzz, yeah. and a world's end, right? Yeah, okay. In, in every great. single film, the first one was obviously... Um, <clears throat> <laughs> where they, like, crash into fences and stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's where um, uh, <laughs> Simon Pegg says to Nick Frost, have, have you never taken a shortcut before? <laughs> and he starts clearing the fences and then Nick Frost just... Smashes Smash through the fence, through, right? Yeah. And Those then the same thing happens in um, in Hot Fuzz and there's almost the same scene pretty much, right? But then at World's End, there's not the same scene but a guy just crashes through a whole fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember this? Or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I loved all of those films. Mm. Especially, you know, I loved World's End because from spending my time in um, the UK, 
you really get a, a great understanding about that sort of lifestyle. Yeah. And you'll enjoy the film if you're not from the UK, of course. But I really feel that if, you, if you've lived that lifestyle, you understand a lot more of the sort of culture of the jokes. Yeah. It's hard oh, to understand, I guess. Yeah, but, no, yeah. I get it. But Shane, you uh, you haven't seen those Corn- the Corn- oh, yeah, Cornetto I've seen trilogy all or three, of course. I've interviewed Edgar twice. Oh, love and, Edgar! Yeah, I'd love to meet him. But yeah. Unless I'm missing something, they're okay movies, and I hate to upset the big fans out there, <laughs> but uh, not. <laughs> do we? Do we need to, huge? We should watch this with him. Yeah, we, we we're going to tie you down and. Watch it with you. Haven't no. you just set up a, a massive outdoor cinema at your house? Hot Fuzz is probably my pick of the three. Sure. And some, some people okay. will have Hot Fuzz over Sean. Yeah. Personally, I've got Sean, Hot Fuzz, and then and World's End. But at yeah. the end of the day, the tri- as a trilogy, they are so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. I love them. I've seen Sean probably, honestly, ten times easily. <laughs> Hot Fuzz a couple of times and World's End maybe twice. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So, yeah, I think well, of fences, yeah. And Nick Frost crashing through the fence was hilarious, right? Yeah, what else definitely. Have we got? What else is coming? Do you have any fences going? Yeah, the first mm. fence-related movie thing that I would think of when it's mentioned is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. He runs through backyards and jumps a lot of fences. Ah, yes. And it's a very cool scene. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking as well, actually. Um and to that, to that music, trying to get back home in, in time. Yeah, and he's kind of jumping, supernatural jumping over the fences. That's right. And there's like trampolines that, those and two girls on like some banana chairs. Yeah. And the camera stays still. He runs past, but then he comes back and yeah. introduces himself. <laughs> yeah. And runs off Brilliant. again, jumps more fences. Great film. And do you know they actually uh, parodied that in Spider-Man Homecoming? They did. Yeah. Yeah, Remember right. that? We had the new suit, yeah. lands in the in the yard with the girls in the tent. Yeah. Goes in there and says, scares hi, the show. Hi, how are you going? Oh, yeah. that smells good or whatever when he runs past the barbecue. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's the first thing I think of when fences are brought Shows up. you how influenced that was by John Hughes that they wanted to try and capture that yeah. magic. Yeah. You know. Oh, Hughes. Did you ever watch Uncle Buck? Of course. Yeah. yeah. That was a film I probably, uh, I've seen a lot of films the most. That is in my top five of films I've seen the most. Is Uncle Buck VHS taped off TV, <laughs> original ads, watched it over and over and over. And before Home Alone too, yeah. Or, or as in Home Alone and and Home as Alone well. too, but yeah. Macaulay Culkin being in that film before he anyone knew who he was, but he was great in that. Yeah. And it's a, just a funny movie, and it holds up now. And incidentally, mm-hmm. we've just had Halloween, and John Candy's birthday is Halloween. The late John Is Candy. that right? Yeah. yeah. So he would have just had a birthday. I really appreciate it because the things like the great outdoors and, and, and planes, trains great and automobiles. Is hilarious. Yeah. It's one people don't think about. Planes, trains and automobiles is an instant classic. It's just a classic. But yeah, the great yeah. outdoors with Dan Aykroyd, that is something that I just, I, just, I don't know. I, he just, Chris Farley had the, the, the fat guy thing going on, mm. right? But I just didn't quite get into his humor because he was so sort of like, Forced, you know, everything he said was sort of yelled at you, but John Candy was just the lovable fat guy, yeah. Who, uh, he, he was just your uncle, he was your dad, he was, you know, he was all those guys, your brother, and oh man, I miss like him so much. Splash. Like, yeah, Chevy <laughs> Chase and Bill Murray, mm. um, John Candy, they were massive at that time. Yeah. one of my favorite go to movies around that era. Was uh, Spies Like Us. Oh, that's a great <laughs> film. Great yeah, film. Really yeah. good film. Dan Aykroyd met his wife on that movie. Oh, really? Donna Dixon, yeah. Oh. They got married after that. 
Yeah, I, I she love plays that period one of the, of the hot, yeah, you know, uh, spies, females. I just spies. love that period of filmmaking, and you think that's the same for everyone growing up now? Like they're all gonna turn around in thirty years' time and say, "Oh no, no, two thousand seventeen was 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 a great time for filmmaking." Mm. You know, it's the. Uh, it's funny. No, they're not going to say that. Well, it's funny because when I was doing a little bit of research on Scream and we're talking about, you know, 10 years of horror, there was nothing there. Yeah. As I was going through the years, just to kind of um, back up my argument, I was having, I was getting down to 86, 85, yeah. 84, and that period hmm. was just magic. 84, yeah. 85, 86, with all the movies that we're talking about right now, that just had some gems in there. Yeah. You know, just look at the top 50 films of each year of 84, sure. 85, 86. And, you know. But you could say uh, it's, a, it's because it's a business. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a business because you think about uh, maybe mid-90s when we're looking at that, whatever it takes, She's All That, um, yeah. Summer Ball or whatever it was called. Summer with, Catch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. Get It On. Get it on, yeah, all one. those films, right? Like, I mean, it's the same thing. I, I remember when I was, uh, I, I wanted to be a writer, filmmaker, you know, early on in my life. Uh, when I say coming out of school, anyway, so I read tons of books about you know what you need to do. And what one of the main things I read was that you know, you write scripts, um, you option them off to the um, you know, different sort of uh, distributors and, and makers and things like that. And then all of a sudden, what you're hoping for is that a film will spark every other film to be made. So what will happen is a Western will be made and, and that Western will be just huge. And everyone will be like, oh, my God. So they want to clamor for a Western script. Yeah, yeah. and I'll just be looking through their option scripts going, that's what we want, let's make that, and so forth. And that's kind of where well, I that's feel what happened that with, um, period of horror was, maybe. Yeah, and, and it also happened with Gone Girl recently. Yeah. So thrillers were dead. 90s were just, you know, thrillers every every second month, right? And though some of them were wonderful, some of them were bad. But we had saturated thrillers of the 90s. And noughties and, and, and late and, and 2010s didn't have a lot of thrillers at all. They were pretty much, like horror of Scream, pretty much dead. Yeah. Then Gone Girl came across. And it made a bazillion dollars, right? Mm. And it was a wonderful film. Next minute was Girl on the Train and then The Wonderful Snowman. Not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and then that puts a big handbrake on Thriller, right? Yeah, it, it will. Yeah. So you would say we're in comic, uh, we're in comic book phase now. Well, unfortunately, how... you're right. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't say unfortunately. I'm really happy that we're in comic book phase. You've got to get over it. You've got to get through it, you know? Like, and... I, I get it. It's entertainment value and yeah. they're... they're great quality movies and they're a lot of fun but uh we need unique stuff I, I, as well i'm over this yeah. comic book stuff when as i say over it we're getting three a year sometimes four a year yeah uh, we, and it will only probably increase right but because they're making money what what, you, what hollywood needs to do is that's all good and well to have your you know your big universes that they're trying to set up to make the you know the money yeah. you need those, those original films to come through you know just as as often as they can to rival those you know big popcorn films because yeah. I, I agree like I like I like the US summer blockbusters mm. but by the end of it I'm like oh please bring on Oscar season because I can't wait for a La La Land or Moonlight or whatever yeah, sure. it might be yeah. for that year you know what's I was saying The Great Showman yeah when it comes out I'm really looking forward to that yeah it's fresh and downsizing's coming out Boxing Day too that's fresh it's gonna be it's great different. yeah 
Really looking forward to that. Same. All right, I've got um, uh, a great Australian film actually. Uh, fence again. I'm a liter- I'm a literal person, so rabbit proof fence. And you were saying before, Kenneth Brenner. Yeah, Kenneth Brenner. Uh, he came over to Australia. Philip Noyce directed it. Brilliant. And true story, and just an amazing true story. Absolutely. Can I? Can I, can I tell you? Hang on. Uh, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Can, can I? Do <laughs> I have a moment. Uh uh I'm licking your lips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drop a name, a couple of names here. Oh, here we go. I think we really need a special... Name drop. <laughs> right, so um, I think uh, with the premiere uh, of Catch a Fire, which came yes. out... Yeah, Philip Noyce. Yeah, Philip Noyce. Tim Robbins, wasn't it? Yeah, Tim Robbins, yeah. So, Isn't that one of the Mockingbird films? Hunter, Hunger, uh, no, 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 it's, it's African apartheid. No, no, African apartheid. Catch a fire as Catch in the Bob Marley oh, song. Yeah. So the director of Rabbit Proof Friend, <laughs> Fence directed Catch a Fire and I went to the premiere with a work colleague and we, we weren't really, to be honest with you, that keen to go. We were just kind of a bit over it. We're like, oh, you know, we're a bit tired. And then at the last minute we thought, you know what, let's just go. You know, so we went. There was alcohol involved, wasn't there? Yes, and we went to Sydney um, at uh, Entertainment Quarter there and we were running late. So we walked onto the red carpet and just as I went to walk through the red carpet, the security put the um, uh, cable across my stomach and said, no, no, wait, you can't go past. And I'm like, okay, no worries. So we obviously had to wait for celebrities or something, right? Next minute, these, these African drummers started playing and... Uh, um, Demon Honsu and Bono, really Bono from U two, yeah, come in. Oh my God, Bono from U two, yeah, you're that I've... close to him, and he is a major yeah, part a, of your life. Yeah, he's a massive idol Fox of mine. Studios. Yeah, Fox. So Bono came in and just started jamming with the African drummers, right? And like there was there was the fence. As in, what was he doing? Like drumming, guitaring? Um, no, no, he wasn't drumming. Just kind moving. of clapping and just uh, kind of just you know just kind of grooving. Is that what yeah. jamming is today? <laughs> so there was um, I'm trying to tell a story Let me tell my story And then So there was the, the fence And then The cable And then there was like a meter And then The drummers Right Yeah So I was literally from here To that door away from Bono Which was my Childhood dream Right I'm like going Holy shit And <clears throat> so um, Philip Noyce had invited Bono He was obviously in town for Interviews or a concert He must have it been here be. for concerts I don't think it was concerts because I was going to them. It wasn't that. I think it was just more for publicity on something, you know. And um, he was a guest of Philip Noyce. <clears throat> and because um, he was obviously right into, um, you know, African yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. <clears throat> and um, with the, you know, hunger and, and that kind of thing. So, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he did that. <laughs> and then he, they, they ushered him in and then they let us in, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're in the movie theatre. And we're about to enter the movie theatre and at that time, Philip Noyce was actually um, in, uh, introducing the film. Yeah. Right? And um, we had to... That's a actually, long wait. Yeah. So they actually stopped us in the uh, runway and said, you can't go past into the movie. <laughs> and we're like, okay. And so Philip Noyce finished introducing the film and then he actually went to exit. As he exited the theatre, yeah. he noticed that... There was only like five of us. We're up against the wall because security were like going, go up against the wall, don't move, right? Yeah. And Philip Noyce walks past us and goes, hang on, have you guys been waiting here the whole time? 
And we're like going, uh, yeah, we, we were. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, that's, that's not on. You know, so how about you come up and into our VIP section up the front, out the back. Really? And watch the film with us. Because he knew we were coming in the film. Yeah. So why don't you just come up in the back with us and, and watch it with us? And oh, we're, And we're like going, cool, God. right? Yeah. Now, what you don't know. Yeah. And this is a true story, right? Yeah. So we go up into the VIP section, um, which is just like a, the couple section area. of It was like La Premiere of points. And um, we sit up the back and... Um, and then there's there's my, my work colleague and myself, and behind us, no word of a lie, was Philip Noyce, directly behind us, mm. Philip Noyce and Bono from U2, who <laughs> sat there and watched the film. So I can sit here and tell you that I've sat I've sat and watched a film with Bono yeah. from U2. Now, because oh normally God. they don't stay for the film. Yeah. Normally they just do an intro and then they That's exit and they go and have drinks yeah. or whatever, right? But obviously, clearly, Bono wanted to watch the film and blah, blah, blah. Weird, right? Yeah, that's that, so good. That happened. It was like a especially for you. Like, I, I like as much as if someone said, uh, "Tell me, you know, five things that Jason's into." Certainly in that top five, I would say, well, you two and Bono. Yeah. So oh, it was almost a dream come true. The only thing is, I didn't literally meet him. I didn't yeah. want to walk, turn around, and say, "Oh, can I have some of your popcorn?" Yeah. Did he kick well, the seat or anything? No. That's good. <laughs> it was a VIP section, so it was quite. Yeah. Okay. Away, 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 yeah. I always find it awkward as well because, you know, uh, and, and I'm sure you do, Shane, as well, you, you get a chance to meet a lot of the people. And in your job, Shane, you get a chance, you're there to meet the people. So you sort of have to go, well, not have to, but you, you want to go and shake hands and get yourself into You that. do what's appropriate. You When you shake their hands, you, if you get an autograph, you talk to them, you, you get a gauge almost instantly, whether they're getting ushered along by a publicist in a red carpet or you're sitting down in front of them for 10 minutes in a, in a press junket or a press conference when there's a whole group of journalists and they're on a stage. It yeah. depends what the situation is, but I just treat them like anyone else, like how I would. And I might feel a little starstruck at times, but very rarely, and I would never show it. Yeah, and, and, and it's well, funny. This was a, because... I was starstruck, this one. Yeah. Well, but you just, didn't show it, yeah. and that's... Well, I didn't show it, but I was professional like... Thing <laughs> so I, internally, yeah. I was going... Ah, ah, you have no idea what the film was about, but, you know... Right. <laughs> um, but it's funny, because my job for uh, at least the last year in that has been to make people comfortable, like those celebrities, comfortable. So, you know, when they meet people like yourself... yeah. Uh, on the one in the background, you know, dealing with them, going, well, what, what actually do you want? Do you do you want to go out there? Do you not want to go? Mm. Do you want to do this? You know, do you need a tea, coffee? <laughs> you know, whatever it is, you know, it could be anything. Um, so my, my other in theatre claim to fame is only a couple of as I said, most most of them present the film and then walk out. Oh yeah, the they cinema. don't stay. No, that's right. No. But two did. That was Philip Noyce and Bono in Catch a Fire. And the only other one is uh, Amy Schumer, <laughs> actually Amy Schumer. I got this one right. <laughs> she introduced a film for the premiere of Trainwreck, right. right? And she sat literally directly behind me, like the, and it was in a normal cinema, right? So she was literally in the next seat behind me, and she was mucking around with her popcorn and fucking around, and yeah. So I literally watched Trainwreck, like with Amy Schumer. But it's a two-hour-plus movie too, so she stayed for the whole thing. No. I was going to say, she yeah. produced it, wrote it and everything, yeah. so I would find she's, that unlikely. She stayed for about the first 30 minutes. Yeah, okay. Mm. I would have I would have at least yeah. tried to chat her up, <laughs> you know. 
you know, sorry, my wife. But How you doing? I would have definitely tried to chat her up. <laughs> I love her. She's she's great. You know, she, uh, hopefully she makes better films. But um, yeah, then snatched. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully she makes better films than snatched and yeah, yeah, yeah. Trainwreck. And Trainwreck's great. I like I like Trainwreck. Okay, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, you got, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys got anything else on uh, on fences? No. I got, I got one. I got one, one more. more. Yeah, I got one more. Yeah, All right, we'll get time. We'll get time for one more. That's right, it. That's one it. One, one more range. A quick yeah. one, right? You can't go past this one. That's it. Ready? We're done. Go. I'll, I'll say the quote from the movie. Hey, son. Fan defense. Well, obviously it's Karate Kid, um, because I brought this up before. Oh, you did. Well, yes. I brought it up in our uh, horror special. If you go back a couple of days, listen to the horror special. <laughs> was I in the room? Yeah, of course you were in the room. <laughs> yeah, it did get brought out. I do remember the Karate Kid trying to think why it was relevant. Yeah, anyway, it was relevant because, uh, because the bloody uh, saw guy. Oh, yeah, right. I can't say too much right anyway, now. Because people the words fences, so this is spoilers. fence and I'm painting the fence. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I guess that, that is now the, the, the B project of what I'm talking about right now. Do you not remember what the... I was talking about back no. then. That was so like three days ago. <laughs> and oh. my, my quick one was is another fence one is that in Frankenweenie, <laughs> uh, Frankenweenie dug a hole under the fence next door neighbours and there was like a poodle or something and it became friends with a neighbour dog. And then at one point when Frankenweenie didn't return, the poodle was very sad. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen Frank Winnie, so <laughs> I have no comment. But that, that's great because I would never would have thought of that. It's a very cool movie. Great film. Is that an animation? Yeah. 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 It's stop, no, it's not stop motion, but it's very, it's not it's, yeah, like, it's, like Pixar animation. It's a different kind of animation. Yeah. And it's Tim Burton and it's just excellent. Yeah. Frank and Weenie, highly recommended. You know, I, I might even give it a go because I'm a big fan of Nightmare. So uh, I might yeah. give it a go. Yeah. Well, okay. Tim Burton's awesome. Nightmare, Night. What about all Night the fences Christmas? that were wrapped around all the, uh, all the zombie films? Like World War Z and Resident Evil and Am I Banging On? Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll hang out with you. What yeah. about them? <laughs> I'm just, I just want to throw <laughs> I was, that. Is I a, was with you for uh, World War Z, not Resident Evil. Yeah. I, I dropped out. <laughs> that is our episode uh, for this week. An epic. Epic. This is the Titanic of these episodes. Well, actually, only uh, half an hour more and we'd be the Titanic. That well, went for three uh, hours to be fair, minutes. we're only uh, three minutes over um, Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you don't want to see... Hopefully we're more exciting than that film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can pretty much guarantee that. So, you know, if you're thinking about seeing Blade Runner, don't. Just pop this on. Listen to us. It's great. Yeah. Uh, recommend us to friends. Okay, bye. Uh, so, this is it. We're going to come back next week. We've got uh, episode seven coming up. Yeah. Uh, we're going to probably look at um, Murder Orient Express, yeah, is what I, I imagine. Because yeah. that, oh man, so excited by this film. Yeah. So excited. You haven't seen it yet, Shane? I have seen oh. it. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, guys, but I'm not saying a uh, thing. Wait, wait. When, when does your thing. NDA run out? It's today, right? Like, it was like <laughs> three hours ago. Yeah, I'm not under an embargo for that movie. But, <gasps> but I am not going to say anything on this episode. Sorry, guys. That's okay. No, you know what? That's fine. We're <laughs> we'll going to finish the episode line, right yeah. now because I'm going to go and talk. Yeah, go uh, outside and have a beer and talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, You guys will just have to wait. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. See you later. Ciao.
Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like the show, why don't you head on down to Facebook or Instagram and look up Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. You'll find us there. We're going to be throwing out some extra content. Or if you just want to have a general chat, write to us to let us know how you feel about the show or any suggestions. Why don't you email us at twodrunkguysofftopic at gmail.com. Oh, look at that. Emails already. And so as not to forget, Facebook, Instagram, Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. See you next week. Wait. You forgot Shane Bassett. Our movie extraordinaire and all-round nice guy. He's our in-house movie critic. You can reach him on Twitter and Insta at movie underscore analyst.